Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. <clears throat> Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, aka Austin Creed. I said, give me the hell yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted you need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks hey everyone this is jeff cobb i'm lewis howley i'm sam spoker we are pretty deadly yes boy yes boy hello my name is zina dragano the star the nxt uk champion and you're listening to the wrestling wrestling podcast You are now listening to the longest-running weekly episodic wrestling podcast in the land. This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Your ears are not deceiving you. It's just me for today, Chino Liao, bringing you the latest in the world of local wrestling. As I take my seat, reclaim it back from Rowan A.S.H. and give you my thoughts on the latest show from the newest promotion in the land, Filipino Pro Wrestling. That is right. This weekend, I was at Filipino Pro Wrestling FPW Unfinished Business. It happened on Sunday, October 16, at the Power Map Spotlight Theater, the old stomping grounds for the promotion known, formerly known SPWR. Now, it was an interesting show to begin with because of recent developments, shall I say, in the local wrestling scene, number one, as per a press release by former PWR, now current FPW president, Red Oliero, Philippine Wrestling Revolution is no more. PWR has gone the way of the dinosaurs, unfortunately. But fear not, because in its replacement, in its wake, we have the brand spanking new FBW, Filipino Pro Wrestling. Now, it's funny for to some people, myself included, to see the same familiar faces involved with this current company trying to slap a new coat of paint on this promotion. And you can't blame the people involved because everybody just wants to see wrestling grow for the entire country. Right? That's why we have all sorts of promotions. And Red even himself mentioned these promotions during his quick mid-show promo to announce what was in the works for FPW. We'll get to that in a bit. Now, as far as the show is concerned, 
unfinished business, we find ourselves in an interesting waypoint in the timeline of this new promotion because it has the peculiar challenge of trying to both reintroduce its current roster while also ushering in a new promotion. It's a reboot and a pilot in one go. It is in the same vein of movies like Skyfall, in a way, wherein they try to start anew while also having something to say, something different to say. And as such, a lot of people were a bit lost, considering that 50% of the crowd present that night were newbies, were only seeing this current product for the first time, while 50% of the regulars, again, myself included, were just happy to be there. So it was a mix of an audience during that night, and it plays out interestingly all throughout, you know, because FPW is trying to start something new. It presented no new storylines. It didn't continue existing storylines even. It was more of a showcase for the roster that they have, which is, of course, composed of former BWR talent. Now, if you were at the show, you will have noticed that a lot of the stables are gone. In fact, the only tag team left at the show or in their roster are the Kakae Bros, who kicked off the show with a tag team match. Gone are the end game, the network, and all the other stables that we have grown to love. But honestly, the wrestlers who were part of those stables still kept their gimmicks, despite not having a stable to explain their background, which may have made sense for regular watchers of the show, but newer people to the show, to the product, don't really know why Chino Ginto is blessed or why James Idol Martinez comes from the top of the pyramid. You know, they don't really have an understanding of that. They don't have an understanding as to why Ralph Imabayashi is the best pure wrestler in PWR because the story that explains that is no longer considered canon. However, like I said, those details are not as important as the wrestling, which was the highlight of the entire show. Because that's what people came to see at the end of the day. They didn't really go there to jump into the middle of any pre-existing storylines. Now that I've explained it more or less, what the background of the show is supposed to be, let's jump into the matches. Now, before we continue on, I'd like to say that kudos to Red and everybody behind the scenes working that night because this show was very, very quick. It only lasted under three hours, way quicker than any WWE pay-per-view and definitely a lot faster than any former PWR show. This show ended and the sun was still out. Gotta love that. But at the same time, while the show was fast, was short and was sweet and concise, the matches gave the wrestlers enough time to show off what they're all about. So even if you don't know why Imabayashi is the best pure wrestler in PWR, he certainly showed why in the ring. 
And that goes on with a lot of other people uh, present in the lineup. Starting, of course, with our very first match. The Yolo Twins walk out and kick things off with a, uh, some tag team promo work. Again, we are at the point where we are reintroducing these wrestlers to a somewhat new audience. So the Yolo Twins had to get over that hurdle. Now, during their promo, as they were telling people that they were the only tag teams remaining and the only tag team rather remaining in FPW, they are interrupted by one half of the Kakai Bros, Marky. Now, it's interesting that I say one half of the Kakai Bros because this turns into a tag team match with Marky and his new tag team partner, supposedly for just one night, Kalidueva. So as you will notice, two of the pre-existing teams are no longer around. Marky is no longer with Kendrick. And Kali Nueva is no longer with the Naughty Boys of Philippine Pro Wrestling. But being that as it may, it is also interesting that despite both of them not having their pre-existing teams, they were still able to pull out a somewhat cohesive tag team name in the form of California Marky. I know, it's, it's as stupid as it sounds, but it got a pop. So I'll give them that. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Spring is my favorite time to start a new workout routine. With the weather warming up, it feels easier to get into the rhythm of things. Whether you have 20 minutes or an hour for a Pilates class or outdoor guided walk, Peloton has everything you need to help you get going. Get a head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Now, some of the wrestlers came out with new gear. Some of them even came out with new finishes. It's an important note for me to note that the Yolo Twins used a Samoan drop neckbreaker combination. Because in my spare time, I also like to think of finishers. And that is one finish I've also thought of. I'm a nerd. That's what I do. The match ends with the Yolo Twins, of course, the established tag team, walking away with the W. And it's pretty much run of the mill. Again, these matches were made, were booked in such a way that they were able to highlight all the available wrestlers for that night. Second matchup on the card is a squash, if I ever did see one. It is Vlad Sinsik taking on the Animazing Fighter Bolt. And it went pretty much the way you would think with Vlad just destroying Bolt. It was pretty... I will say that this was the first match on the card where I could legitimately see how excited a wrestler was to be in that ring. Vlad Sinsik even went as far as saying two years, two years, which was the time it took for FPW to reform and put up its own uh, first show. As a fellow performer, I can only imagine what the feeling is like. I remember when I first hit the stand-up comedy stage 
after two years, I was ecstatic. I was elated. And I can only be happy for all the wrestlers who performed that night. Third matchup on the card is an interesting one because it's a triple threat between John Evander, who's still the pro wrestling doctor, Revel Ranger, and Chino Ginto. It's interesting because I don't really remember having an exhibition triple threat. Like, it's rare to see a triple threat without any stakes. Usually there's a title at hand or it's a grudge match or there's an opportunity. These This match had none of it. And being uh, that as it may, it's still pretty interesting. All three guys, like I've previously mentioned, got their spotlight. They got to show off what they could do in the ring because that was what this show was all about. And the match ends with Chino Ginto walking away with the W. Now, of course, despite that, he also allowed Revo Ranger to get his moment in the sun. Ominously, Revo Ranger would end this mat, part of the match, post-match rather, by taking off his mask and gloves, symbolizing the end of Revo Ranger, which makes a lot of sense because the revolution is no more, as fans online have pointed out. So it might not even make sense to be called Revo Ranger anymore. So Revo Ranger unmasks, leaves his mask and gloves in the middle of the ring, and we go to the break in the show. The second half kicks off with Red Oliero giving the FPW State of the Nation. Basically, what this means is Red Oliero, Red Oliero, president of Filipino Pro Wrestling, tells the audience in attendance what he has in store for the company. He tells people of his plans to start a weekly episodic wrestling show. He also tells people of their plans to put up a proper training facility for Philippine wrestling, not just FPW, but all promotions involved. See, FPW is extending the Olive Branch to all other promotions involved. He Radoliero even goes as far as promoting other promotions like Manila Wrestling Federation and all the other wrestling promotions in Southeast Asia. So the second half of the card kicks off with Red Oliero, current FBW president, talking about what he has in store for FBW. He tells people of his plan to start off weekly episodic program for the promotion, as well as putting up their own pro wrestling training facility. You know, these are big things for such a young company And I hope that we actually see them to fruition in the near future. But on to more action as we go on to our second of the last match of the card with James Idol Martinez taking on a returning Nina. Now, it's interesting to see Nina back, and I'm excited to see Nina back, especially after her stint at the Santino Bros resting facility over in California. Sadino Bros ha- is known to train popular indie stars as well as WWE stars. So it'll be nice to see what she learned during that time there. And 
Honestly, I felt like this time around, Dina was a lot more confident in that ring. She really held her own against Idol, who tried all sorts of heelish, smarmy shenanigans. Now, the match ends with Nina hitting her finisher and walking away with the W. However, Idol, being Idol, requests for a rematch right away. Red Oliero, president, agrees to said rematch, and Nina makes quick work of James Idol Martinez with a cradle. So that's 0 for 2 for Idol for that night. It was a good match, entertaining. Again, I like seeing this new, more confident Nina. I just hope the promotion that so far only has one female on its roster has a lot more for her to do. Now we go to our main event for the night. Imabayashi taking on Mike Madrigal. And this right here promises to be one hell of a fight. And both men deliver. Imabayashi brings, of course, his Japanese influence to the way Mike Madrigal brings his hard-hitting, smart mouth offense to the ring as well. And both men really showcased why they are former PWR champions. It was a very good match. I just, I don't have anything else to say about it other than it was hard hitting. It delivered the type of action that I always expected from these men. And I was very impressed. And that does it. That marks the end of the entire card. Like I said, it was very short, very brief, and very sweet. And I couldn't be happier because the fact that I get to see pro wrestling, especially wrestlers that I know and love back in the ring after two years just makes me very, very happy and satisfied. Now we go on to the grading system for this card, this show Unfinished Business. For my match of the night, I have Imabayashi versus Ralph Versus Mike Madrigal. <laughs> Imabayashi versus Mike Madrigal. Just because of the same hard-hitting offense that I always expect from my wrestling matches. My star of the night goes to Revo Ranger. Because this might be the last time we see the man as Revo Ranger. And as far as my overall grade for the show is concerned, I'm gonna give it a solid B. There are some story elements that were missing, but again, the high the purpose of the show wasn't to highlight storylines, it was to showcase wrestlers, and it was a solid effort on everybody involved. So I'm happy with the product that they were able to put out, and I can't wait for what's to come for FPW. And that does it for this week's episode of the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Again, my name is Sheila Leao. Join us this Thursday for the weekly streams as we talk about the week in wrestling and everything involved. Wrestling Wrestling Podcast, out. Goodbye. 
The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.